Hello and welcome to Sports Best Friends Stories, a podcast that is starting to look like an elaborate ruse, allowing its host to meet some of their rugby league heroes. Sitting patiently across from me is a man who played over 280 first grade games in Australia and another 40 plus in England, represented both New South Wales and Australia and was named in the North Sydney Bears Team of the Century. He is currently the general manager of the Foundation Club, who even grabs a whistle and referees their junior league. Welcome, Greg Florimo. Thank you. Now, is that true? Did I get that right? I think I read that somewhere. There's sometimes you still referee in junior things. I do. I haven't refereed junior league, but I've been refereeing the school junior rugby league um, through the MCC. Um, nothing this season, but last season I was available when needed, yes. And you enjoy it? I do, I do. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a good reason to get fit and have a run around and <laughs> yeah. and be involved in the game. And you know, I like to think that I can I can I can let the game flow a little bit. You know, I can understand some of the um, the little mistakes that aren't mistakes, yeah. and you know, try and make it a good game for everyone. Yeah, great. Now, first of all, do you still skate? I do, yes. Yeah, really? yeah I do. I've, um, <laughs> I've said it with, oh, I do. Yeah, no, I, I, I say it because that's my, the way my wife looks at it because right, I've, right. I'm now transitioned into the electric board, so um, they're, they're pretty pretty crazy. Um, but, yeah, me and my son, we, we pull out the board and we've got a nice favourite street that we, we head to and yeah. have a cruise around, definitely. And so Andrew Johns was family's famously photographed um, skating through Newcastle, I think, after the one at GF. Did you end up skating a lot while you were still playing? Um, when I started um, as a young fella without a license, I used to skate to training yeah. um, from home, which was a was a good exercise workout in itself. Yeah. And I did that for for a preseason and then into into most of a season until I found a way to get a lift home. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I did. You know, absolutely, and I found it good for my fitness, and it was a, it was a form of transport. And there's some famous story about you getting injured. Am I, did I remember that right? You got injured just before your first game or yeah. from skating? Skateboard kid, yes. <laughs> um, I'd fallen off my skateboard the day before um, yeah. my debut. And so I turned up and I was wearing headgear because I had eight stitches <laughs> in my head. And I had to explain it to the coach and then the media and, you know, yeah. they, they ran with it. So, yeah, I, it's sort of stuck there for a while. Yeah, I've brought it up now 100 years <laughs> yes. ago. So sorry about that. No, it's good. And your first uh, – so yeah, you've had an incredibly long career and such a physical game. Was there something that you were doing that was keeping yourself mentally and physically fit during that time? Uh, no, not really. I don't think I was doing anything different except I know I always played with an element of self-protection. Okay. Um, it was all about making sure you know, I was safe, I fell well, um, I wasn't in an awkward position. Yep. All those things you learn as a youngster in learning how to fall and roll and, and tackle. And I think, I, I, you know, I... I really use that as um, every single bit of contact that I had was all about self-protection. I was lucky I only missed um, one one game per season on average over my career. So, and I think you know my body type was you know I was just I, some some athletes you know don't have a lot of injuries, some do, and I was pretty lucky that I didn't have a lot. Yeah, right. And so you started your first great career in 1986. Did you have another job at the time? Uh, yes, I did. I was a scaffolder. I was a oh, rigger right. and scaffolder. So, um, again, another a good job for, for rugby league right. players. A lot of strength work involved and we were hauling, you know, weights up stairwells, you know, some of the day. So um, I really enjoyed that work and I managed to, to stay in the game for quite a while while I, while I transitioned into rugby league. And a lot of people say that, uh, that there's an attitude thing about people who were working and then playing that they seem to love the game a lot more because they could see what would be happening uh, if they weren't playing and that that's lost a bit now. Do you, do you see that or do you, do you agree with that? Or? Uh, well, I was part of both. Yeah. I was there when, we, when the game became fully professional. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know whether it was 
um, a better or worse experience. Um, I, I, you know, I certainly enjoyed, enjoyed full-time professionalism, but yeah. I did have a lot of downtime, um, probably wasted downtime, <laughs> whereas, you know, I, I, I could, could also see the um, fulfilment in having job outside of rugby league as well. So um, I, I think, you know, it's important that the, the, the players today do have interests outside of the game, yeah, really yeah. important, you mm-hmm. know, and they, and they challenge themselves and they drive themselves to... To you know, to exceed off the field as well. So um, for me, it was it was I was lucky. It was I had good life balance at that time. Yeah, right. And speaking of exceeding, you were selected in Origin uh, a couple of years after your your debut. What was the main memory you have of that that first series in the eighties? Nineteen eighty eight, game three. The series was gone. Um, we came into the. I, ca- I came in um, as a late call up on a Sunday night for a Wednesday game. Yeah, right. Turned up Monday morning. Um, oh, look, just the legends in that room. You know, Blocker and Ciro and Et and Benny and Michael O'Connor. Yeah. You know, it was just an amazing, amazing team. And I was I was a fresh faced nineteen year old. Didn't know quite what to expect. I didn't play a lot of footy. I came on at the back end of the game and played probably half an hour or so. Yeah, and yeah but what a what a great experience. And so did they did they talk to you much during that time? Or they very kind of was it a very you know were the old boys we'll, we'll get it done? You just sit and listen, or was it? No, they were great. They yeah, were really yeah. accepting. I mean, they broke the ice early. I got a phone call from the Daily Telegraph, so I thought, and they needed to take a photo of me in my suit downstairs. Right. So, being the young sucker, I went down in my suit, and all the boys were walking <laughs> past, giving me a wave. And after about an hour and a half, I jerried that it was a G up. So once I got past that point, it was all good. Right. We were all on the same level. Love it. Yeah. Have you done that one to someone since? No, I've got it in my pocket though, yeah. don't worry. <laughs> yeah, that's an awesome one. So you were selected again in the 90s, in the mid-90s, and during that famous series, um, your Bears teammate, Billy Moore, was captured chanting that Queenslander, Queenslander thing. What's it like playing your mates in such a high-pressure thing? Do you, you deliberately target him? Do you leave him alone? Do you chat to him much you know, during club time? What happens with that? There was plenty of chat going on between club time. It was there was a real New South Wales v Queensland. Yeah, cause particularly was, in the Bears. Well, yeah. there was three of us. There was myself, David Fairley and Matt Sears. Yep. And then there was probably four of them with Billy, Gary, Brett Dallas and mm. Tony Hearn. Yeah, right. So... Um, it was, you know, it was good times. There was plenty of talk, plenty of chatter. <laughs> you know, the results weren't great from our end, but on the field you don't. I mean, you just, you're just so, it's so physically exhausting. You right. don't go out of your way to, you know, you just got, you got to stay on track and, and, and make sure you keep to the pace of the game. Yeah. I, I will say that Gary Larson, you know, for the player that he is and, and the squeaky clean image that he has, <laughs> did get me around the chops in that, in, 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 I think it was Origin 3. Right. So, but that's okay. You know, we'll, um, we'll let that one slide. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could take one of those players that you had in that, in that New South Wales team, there's another bunch of legends in, in that team. So in the 90s when you were playing, if you could have taken one of those back to the Bears, which player do you think you really would have taken back with you? Yeah, well, that's, that's a tough question. I mean, I, I, our team at the Bears was, was such a great team. We yeah. had such a good time and, you know, we, we were a complete team and we, we got better and better, it seemed, and there were days where we just felt invincible. So... You know, to take a player back, it'd, it'd have to be someone with, you know, absolute pedigree. And I guess, you know, someone like Brad Fittler, who's, right. who, who can play a pivot, who can play a running role, definitely a leader mm-hmm. and, and someone who could, you know, turn a game with just with a pass or a kick. And, and sometimes, you know, we went very close in, 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 the, in the 90s and maybe a player of his, his ilk might have been the, the, the turning point for us to maybe take a, 
take a comp. And I just realised now when I asked that that it did actually mean you'd have to take someone out. And so, yeah, that is a much tougher question than I thought. I thought it would be a nice, oh, yeah, this, this mm. legend bring him in. But you're right, taking someone out of that team yeah. is actually a lot more difficult than it sounds. Yeah, so he could come in and replace me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Bears, uh, currently they're in the New South Wales Interest Super Premiership and they were the feeder team for South and they're now the feeder team for the Roosters next season. How does that, how does that affect the club? How does it affect, you know, like with rostering and things like that, how does it affect the Bears? Uh, well, it's a really positive change um, for us uh, for a number of reasons. It's a fresh start. We've mm-hmm. been with the Rabbitohs for, for 11 seasons, right. so um, it was time. Um, and there's plenty of synergies between the two clubs, foundation clubs, obviously. And, and the most pleasing thing, you know, having JT, Jason Taylor as right. an assistant coach at the Roosters automatically – um, be positioned as the ISP coach, bringing that North Sydney Bears history and and touch, and, and being involved with the Roosters in a premiership winning campaign is a, is a really nice fit yep. for us. So, um, I think the rosters uh, are, are a little bit more uh, from the Roosters' perspective. There's a lot more opportunity for us. They have a wider reach Great. in terms of their their link to the Central Coast and their link to to other clubs in and out of the state. Mm-hmm. So there's more players in that pool, and, and we're confident that the pathway now for us in North Sydney with an under-16s and under-18s and under-20s and now an ISP is a legitimate one Mm -hmm. and it's going to help us ultimately in little things like uh, recruitment and participation numbers. Yep. And so when when a change like that happens, do North think this is going to be great for like them winning a premiership? Yes. Yeah, great. Absolutely. Okay. We're yeah. in it for success. Yeah. That's what we want to do. Um, yeah. and, and we've got five teams now, under-16s, 18s, 20s, ISP and women's. So we're a club. We've got more eyeballs, more support, yes. more people invested into the into the team. So uh, we need to win a comp. We want to win a comp. Yeah. And I think at the moment it's shaping up, you know, we're on the right path. Yeah, great. So personally, do you still follow an NRL team or, or do you just take the ones associated with the club or do you just still follow the Bears? Oh, look, I, I, you know, I'll follow teams where I know people who are involved. Yeah, so, you yeah. know, I'll follow Ivan, I'll follow JT, I'll follow Daisy, all those ex-Bears that are still involved mm-hmm. on a personal note and I want to see them win. Yeah, right. But, I mean, the Roosters thing again, I was you know, very, very young fella visiting my auntie in Bondi and she bought me my first jersey it was wow. a roosters jersey so i was indoctrinated as a young age to the roosters <laughs> so i got a soft spot for the for yeah. the tricolors and so did you go to a lot of games then as a kid yeah absolutely i grew up in the area and north yeah. sydney oval was a was a real meeting point you know mm-hmm. as, a, as a you know 12 13 14 15 year old and supported the bears through those times and i think at that point i got a a real respect for the game and and, and thought that it was something that I loved and I wanted to be involved in and thought I looked at guys like you know Mark Graham and and Donnie McKinnon and just absolute legends of the game and 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 just wanted to be like them has the ground changed much I mean obviously it's changed with security and safety and whatever but in terms of the aesthetics of it has she changed much well I haven't seen it quite as dynamic as what it used to be in the 90s in terms of energy but um, the ground itself I mean the cricket pitch is gone the facilities are fantastic they're they're still building that it's a wonderful place to play and watch rugby league yeah and every time I go back there you know it evokes memories and you know I have a quiet moment now and again when I'm walking across the field because it is such a special place yeah did you get a chance to see the women's origin game there this year no I didn't I I mean I watched it on telly but I didn't go along to the game but we had the women's 
for the first time this year and, you know, that was a great experience yeah. for the club and, and surprised me, opened a few people's eyes yep. as to the passion uh, and, the, and the skill mm. that these girls have got and, you know, it's, it's something that needs to be built upon and, yeah. and that's what our club is doing and hopefully the game will invest and, and I'm sure they are um, yeah. and make sure that it, um, you know, it hits the, hits the heights. I can tell you I, I was excited about going and being part of that historical thing but it being at North Sydney Oval was another big drawing card. I hadn't been there since I was a kid and it was so, it was, it's such a beautiful space to be in and, mm. and it felt electric that day. I hadn't been also to a game uh, there since the 90s mm. but it, um, yeah, it had such a great feeling. While we're talking about uh, that, if you could go... Uh, with anyone to a game next season, let's say at, at North City Oval, who who would you choose to go with and sit and watch a football game? Oh with? my god, who would I go to a football game with? Dead that's, or alive, even. If you that's wanna. a big question. Um, look, and I probably should have read that question before we walked <laughs> into that podcast. I think I got to the question before that. Um, oh, do you uh, want to hear mine and then while you think about it? Yeah, go on. Who you got? I want to sit and talk with Gary Larson. Yeah, because I want to know how he was able to get that big tackling frame of his out of the defensive line and get so many charge down opportunities in his career. Yes, he was very good at that, Gary. <laughs> and he'd probably he'd respond to you in a raspy voice with a yeah. bit of a chuckle, and he'd be very modest. Right. Um, Gary and I, we married sisters, yeah. so we're, we're brothers-in-law, and we often have a joke about it. But I think he just he was such a hard worker, and right. and that was his reward, you know, because he never stops. He he never said die and he was relentless and how many times did he it just happened to hit his hands and then bounce up into his hands and (laughs) away he went under the post untouched but um yeah he was um he was a great player he did a lot of my tackling out there that's for sure (laughs) but i mean again if i uh, you've put me on the spot i guess a musician it'd be you know i'd like to sit there and maybe jam a little bit or listen to a little bit of, of some of the famous musicians that have gone past that i've that i've loved and um you know, I don't know. God, Elvis, here you go. How's yeah, that? Elvis is a great <laughs> one. You, you talk him through the game. What's happening? Do you, do, speaking, of Gary, do you, do you sit and I know we live something in Queensland um, now. Do you guys have it? You'd have Christmases together and, and watch football games, or yeah, we do, and we have a reunion every year, a Bears reunion. Oh, great! Um, and then we also have a, a '90s reunion as yep. well. So we do still spend a bit of time together. On a, on a semi-regular basis with yeah. Gary and the, all the guys. And yeah. um, unfortunately, you know, the, the last first grade team was 1999. So the reunions have lost a bit of that fresh mm-hmm. spirit, but there's still plenty of great old players that have come along and talk about the old war stories. And, yeah. and you know, it's, um, it's important that we do that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're talking about post-grades. Let's consider another scenario. If you could travel through time back to any game... Which game do you really wish you had seen? Rugby league game? Yeah. Well, I w- I'd say any game with Kenny Irvine at his best. Right. The amount of times you walk around North Sydney, over, you can hear snippets of conversation because there's a lot of granddads there mm-hmm. and, and older brothers and you'll see, hear them talking to their, their child or their whoever they're there with and they'll say, see that? That's where I saw Kenny Irvine score in that corner. Yeah. And I hear his name more than anybody else's. Yeah, and really? And the footage is limited on him um, and what he was done, but the respect and the accolades he gets around this place is is just amazing. And and, and the fact that you know he still holds a try scoring yeah. record. Um, he's and daylight, and then daylight, yeah. and then daylight, and then the next one. It's insane his record. And he's verging on being an immortal. Um, you know, I think uh, I would have loved to have seen him in his prime. Yeah, right. Mm. Now tell me, now that you've said any game, what 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 other game do you wish you had seen of any sport? Where, where were you going with that one? 
Not rugby league. Oh, I'm not sure. I was just uh, you a cricket uh, fan or something. Uh, no, no. I'm a, I'm actually a GP fan, so oh, okay. I like the motorcycles. So yeah, I'd let, take me over to Japan or take me out to <laughs> yeah. Germany or something, and yeah. yeah, we'll go and watch the the bikes. Bring Elvis. Bring Elvis. Okay, so what about? Uh, my one would be back to the 97 preliminary final. Yep. So I could shout out to Matty Sears to step back inside Darren Albert mm. in that uh, that heartbreaking moment. Mm. Do you think that was the season that got away? Or do you think there's another Bears team in that in that decade that, that really should have got a grand final and just missed out? Well, I out? think there were two, two. 97 was one. I think 94, we had a really right. solid chance as well. But, um, you know, I, I, I quite often think, think back and what... What, why were we short? Why did we fall short four times? You know, what, what did we lack? What didn't we have? And I, I don't know. I can't put my finger on it. Yeah. We're a great team with yeah. plenty of confidence and just not good enough on the day. That's, that's the only thing I can, I can put it down to. I mean, that Matt Sears tackle, you know, no one had caught him all year and yeah. he was away and then he slipped mm. and then he looked back and, you know, and then he got pulled in half a metre from the try yeah. line. <laughs> and puts There's it so over. many it's moments, just, yeah. you know, that... Uh, that you look back and you think, well, you know, we weren't, just weren't good enough on the day. And But do you think about it a bit? Or is, or Only so when people bring, bring, it, up, bring it up, yeah. Okay, and, and okay. No, no, it's all right <laughs> because I, the more I think about it, the more I can recollect and, and understand, you know, the way I was feeling in those those times. Right. And Because, you know, it's, all of a sudden the season's over. You had all these ambitions and <sighs> expectations and then... You know, you go and have a drink for a couple of days and then you snap out of that and you think, well, fuck, how did we let that slip? Yeah. And then how do you get back up? How do you go back into pre-season and go, we got this one? I know we, mm. we somehow, I don't understand how we lost that one, but we've got this one. Yeah, reset, recharge. Um, it's and it's tough. easy to do? Yeah. Oh, no, it's tough. Uh, from a player it is, yeah. Mm. I think you just shake it off and get fit, you know. Mm. But from a, from, a t- from a coach and strategy and pulling a team together from a recruitment perspective, it's, right. it'd be tough, I'd imagine. Yeah. Especially when you've got a bunch of them who who are hanging over from that, and you've got a whole bunch of new boys coming mm. in and trying to get that to gel. And yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Okay, let's move on to some more positive memories. What would you say is your greatest rugby league memory? Yeah, it's hard to put it down into one one moment, and I, and I guess I've been asked this before, and the regular answer would be to say, um, you know, representing your country or winning a grand final. But I think my my greatest memory, and I'd just like to capture a moment in the game mm. is not any particular moment but it's just that moment when you know you've worked together with your teammate you're through the hole the space is behind you the, the support's coming and we're on our way to a try yeah you know if i could freeze that moment right. just right there and either passing the ball or or or, or running the hole or, or seeing it and putting a big shot on just that moment is is probably what i miss and what i I really i think to me is what i what i played the game for just that little bit of joy where haha gotcha (laughs) you know we've we've combined here we've we've worked hard together we've you know combined and we've we've created a break yeah right and guys like you know peter jackson and jt and and those guys who could do that you know that was for me was special And, and every game i'd prepare for and that's what i wanted to do yeah you know let, let's make that break. Where is it? Are we going to go left, right? Where is it? But I want you and me, we're going to make that break. Yeah, wow. Yeah. It gave me tingles. <laughs> um, okay, so finally, Greg, why do you think you love rugby league? I mean, you started, you're at a youngster with your, your aunties giving you the jersey, you're at the, you're at the ground, you're playing it from a young age, you're, you're playing it in England, you've now been involved in this club, you're telling me, you know, the entire time. 
what what is it about rugby league that you've invested your entire life to? Well, it wasn't until my father put me into it. He was he was a player here at the local Willoughby Club in Neutral Bay, and you know I'd go down to the footy and watch and. And then started as, as every other young player did as a young fella, you know, although it was on the, the big field with a massive ball and I was five years old running 100 metres to score a try <laughs> and then playing in the sand pit in the middle, you know. And, and I, I guess it's just the, the camaraderie, it's the, it's, the, it's the sense of working together and, and, and building and, and, and achieving things. It's all those life skills that are wrapped up in a sport and in a game and, mm-hmm. um, and, and I just thrived on being accountable and being part of a team and contributing and showing what I could do to, for this greater, greater result. And, and then over time as a player, I thought, okay, well, what can I do? And as a 5'8", this was my role as a, as a centre, you know, change up a bit. When I came into the middle, I could still do a role. So I think that was, you know, I was versatile because I was, I could, you know, adapt and, and contribute in, in different positions because, you know, I, I, I guess I studied the game and I, I wanted to to be the best player I could be. So I was willing to play in any position and mm-hmm. learn that, those positions. And, and I guess that is um, I get the way you want to approach life, yep. I suppose. It's not, not be tunnel visioned and, and channel yourself into one particular pathway. It's, it's being open to sharing and, and communicating and, and learning and at the same time challenging yourself every week and winning or losing, getting back up and doing it all again. Yeah, And, uh, you know, if I could have business like that where you're challenged every week and you know what you've done right or wrong and you, and you fix it and then you work towards next week, it'd be, it'd be great. It'd be a fantastic existence mm. because that's it. That week's done. You can put it to bed and go on to the next week. Yeah. It was really honourable life, life for me as, yeah, a, as an athlete. Right. Yeah. yeah, really well said. Mm. Well, thanks so much, mate. This has been great. No um, worries. Is there anything else you want to speak about or say before we go no no i think you've covered it all you've covered it all i mean i guess uh, if uh, if i could say anything in my role as general manager is to for anyone who thinks they'd like to support the bears we still play at north sydney oval it's a great day out our game day experience is is as good as anyone out there and it's nice on the hill you can bring the kids along it's not expensive the footies of a a top caliber and you know it's just great to be out there and support the team so i encourage you to come along to north sydney oval and and back the bears yeah and and particularly whenever you see the Jets and the Bears play. It's an absolute musical of football magic out there. It's great to see. It is. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we'd also quickly like to thank Mercher, our fantastic producer. He's been very quiet and diligent. Thanks, mate. Uh, I'd also uh, encourage you to get around North Sydney Bears and their iconic home ground in their Inchos Super Premiership next season. And we'll talk to you next time. Sports Coast friends. Mm-hmm.